Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Express Church Podcast. I'm on with Dr. Zachary. We're just going to spend a little time doing a deeper dive in today's message titled uh, Understanding the Present Time. And it was from Romans chapter 13, where Paul said, we have a continuing debt of love. And we need to understand that when you have love, uh, when you share love, it is the one debt that cannot be paid and it fulfills all the laws. And so I'm going to talk to the doctor who uh, understands the remaining debt outstanding is the continuing debt to love one another and how, how are you putting that into place doctor so you know i talked to patients and people in fact um, mom and i were talking about that just the other day uh that uh when you when you show kindness towards other people and you and you do things for other people you actually are are increasing that storehouse so God sending his blessings down on you just because we didn't even unmerited. It's unmerited grace. Okay. We didn't earn, we didn't deserve it or anything. God continues to send blessings down on us, even though we didn't do anything to deserve it. But when we go out and we do things for other people, we get a new, we, we, we start storing up another thing, another debt. It's like an investment. It's like investment on your life and people who are kind and generous to people, when they get down and they're having trouble, other people come up and do stuff for them. And so the example I always, uh, uh, when I talk to patients about this and, and give them an example, it's uh, it's our mother. And she would go out and she'd sit outside. She'd go walk around the neighborhood and make sure everybody was doing okay. She would, uh, she would you know, talk to the guy next door when his kid was sick. Uh, she would sit and talk to the to the mailman every time he came by. And then when she was in Arizona one time, she came home and all her pipes froze and broke and her, and, and she needed her pipes fixed. The neighbor was over. The mailman was over. They fixed her stuff right up for her. I mean, and that's what, that's what happens when you start storing up uh, these things with these interactions that you do for people Otherwise, if you're a taker, a taker, a taker, a taker, and all you do is take and you don't ever give, when it comes time, everybody's kind of glad you fell. They're, they're, they're cheering your fall. Instead of instead of helping you when you fall, they're cheering you when you fall. That's it, because they, they, you're, you're bankrupt is what they call it. You know, you, your goodwill is bankrupt. So you, you have a choice is, is um, you can either – Add to the, as I, I call it, the storehouse, because that's the, the terminology that God used when God talked about bringing your tithes and your offering. He said, bring your tithes, bring your tithes to the storehouse, bless me, or test me and see 
if I won't pour out blessings too numerous for you to receive. That, that blessing is not only with your tithes, that's blessings with your offerings, that's blessings with your service, that's blessings with your labors. And this Labor Day, as we're celebrating Labor Day, you know, we always celebrate the great things and the union movement, and, and which are all important parts of our society. But I think that the most important thing that we should focus in on is how are we laboring to make our neighbor's life better? And that's a great statement right there. How are we laboring to make our neighbor's life better? And by just by doing that, again, you're, you're, you're filling your storehouse up when you do stuff like that. People don't understand that sometimes because they're just takers uh, and they don't know that they're going to bankroll themselves, bankrupt themselves some way. But you're just you're doing investment. You're, your storehouse is even getting fuller when you go out and do that. You know, um, God promises it. You, you get, you tithe, you give tithes, you give offerings, you give of your time, talent. And when those things start happening, all of a sudden something else comes, new windows, doors open for you. Like you're volunteering, doing something, and all of a sudden, bam, something new opens up for you that you didn't even know existed while you were out doing some volunteer stuff for somebody. But then I, and so, I have always uh, a lot of times where people, say I give I I did so much I give everything I have and I'm still suffering through what I'm suffering through and we got to remind people that God blesses in the way that he finds most appropriate and sometimes actually the blessing is in the trial because that blessing one brings you closer to God and two the blessing also um like our sister said last week when she did the the personal pandemic uh, podcast was that it it reminded her to look for joy in everything in life, and so I don't want anybody that's listening to this to say, "Hey, I, if if so, if I give, everything's going to be great in my life." It may not be great, but it's going to be different. You're going to have a peace that you didn't have as you go through that whatever you're going through, and you're going to have situations where. You can um, situations where you are in the position of seeing blessings that other people don't see. You're in a position that maybe your child is receiving the blessings. Uh, I don't know what kind of good goodwill you've been given, Doc, but ever since your daughter joined the firm, the firm's been doing a lot better. So I'm glad that you're we're, we're taking some of your blessings from Iowa. <laughs> so so yeah, the you know and you and you talk about that. Um, it just it, it, it brings me to uh, to the to the point of you know uh, steel sharpens steel and sometimes you're going through some labors and stuff and you go I'm doing this I'm I'm, I'm doing this I'm doing that uh, uh, and it's a couple things there that uh, got to be pulled out of that first is that steel sharpens steel and sometimes God is actually getting you prepared for something that you're going to have to deal with later. And once you have gone through this, that will seem much easier for you. Or God may have a plan of you to do something and God knows you. he wants you to be able to handle what he's going to ask you to do later. And the only way you can do that is you got to be trained. You can't go out and play the Super Bowl if you didn't do some practice beforehand. You got to throw a football every once in a while if you want to throw the football on Sunday. You know, and so it's just like that. You know, God, sometimes God's going to put you through trials to prepare you for something that's coming. And you don't know when it's coming. So you just got to just accept it and say, you know, I'm just getting prepared. 
I'm just trying, it's part of my training. God's just training me and accept that. The other thing uh, you got to look at is sometimes what you're looking for uh, in your blessing is not what you, and you already touched upon, is not necessarily what God wanted for you. And so what you want, God knows it's not even good for you. You don't know that it's not good for you. God knows it's not good for you and he ain't going to let you have it. Just like when your kid asks for something, you tell them no, because you know it's not good for them. They get mad and they say, I should, I should have it. You say, no, you're not having it. You know, and so it's the same thing. And you know, you may not understand, just like a child doesn't understand when you won't give them something that they want because you know it's not good for them. God knows what's better for us. And then the final thing is we always have to understand that God really doesn't want anything from us. God wants obedience. You know, God wants our, 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 our obedience. God's not our genie in a bottle, right? You know, God created us. We work for God. God doesn't work for us. And so uh, we have to accept the fact that, uh, that you know, uh, God, doesn't, God doesn't shower me with something that's okay. The other thing is thou shalt not covet. Remember, that was one of the things in there, uh, one of the commandments that Paul talked about in the scripture you're reading today, uh, uh, do not covet. And part of that, that covetness is sometimes what drives people to think that they should have something because somebody else has it. Well, that's covetness. You just got to let that go. And that's the sand. So, so some, you can find a lot of peace if you just kind of recognize that, you know, maybe I might want, I wanted to play in the NFL. Okay. I wanted to be an NFL football player. I didn't get it. Okay. That's the way it goes. It wasn't that I wasn't good enough or I didn't pray hard enough or I didn't do this hard enough. I didn't train hard enough. I don't know. God didn't make me big enough. Why didn't God make me big enough? Because God didn't want me that big or whatever. I have no idea. All right. But that's you just got to accept those things and just just move on and go on because there's another door that's ready for you to go through if you just let that other thing go. Remember, I think we already touched on this another podcast how how God uh, sometimes will prune away stuff away from us that's not good for us. We gotta let God do the pruning. It always hurts when God cuts stuff away, but we just gotta let it go. And then we know that we'll be better. We'll be a better plant. We'll be we'll have a greater harvest if we. Uh, get rid of some of the dead branches that are keeping us from harvesting the way we should. Now, so I was thinking about what you said, um, that God gives us what God wants to give us. He's the employer, we're the employee. You know, I think everybody would like to get a raise or get a higher fee from their client, but that may not happen. But that doesn't mean that then you serve less or you try less or you quit you know the 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 uh, potter shapes the clay the clay doesn't shape itself and doesn't shape the potter so when we're lo- when we're looking at this labor day and the unending uh debt of love that we have to continue to to pour out uh I'm trying to understand what is it what is so hard about it. And I, when I was reading about the, in preparing for the message today, I really liked how, how one of the commentators put it, that we as the church are the bride of Christ. And as the bride of Christ, we stand, uh, God stands in the position that he put Adam in, and we stand in the position where he put Eve in, and so we become the helpmate of God. And I, it's not like God needs help. 
but God has us to be his body and uh, the body of Christ, which is the church. And then the Bible talks about that, how we are the bride of Christ and how the church is the body of Christ and how God has placed us in a position on earth to be the, the representation or uh, the ambassadors for the kingdom of heaven. And so our labor that we have is a labor to um, get us to labor for the kingdom of God. And in so doing it, we do it by sharing the love of God. So I, I'm hoping that people who listen to this, they don't focus in. I like how you said, don't focus in on the covet, covetedness of God. I try to be nice to God and God should then bless me. Um, but I'm hoping that they look at the, at, at the fact that your blessing could come when it's supposed to come. And the trials that you have, um, may, like you said, may come into play at a later date. I, I just let you know, I had a, some, a pastor saw the message on personal pandemic. And he called me and he said, you have to preach that at our church. Our church is struggling. Members are struggling. And one of the other ministers was telling me how he's counseling people who want to give up because the pandemic is just too much. The loneliness is too much. The isolation is too much. And so I recorded personal pandemic uh, this week so that that church online can show the message. Now, if I didn't go through all those struggles to get me to where I was, I wouldn't have this testimony. And I, and I really got upset when uh, my friend told me that her friend uh, committed suicide. I'm like, he should have he heard the message that I had, and maybe that would have saved him. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that another church asked me to do it, and, and this pastor said, you're probably going to get called more times to deliver that message because it is a critical message. And, and I, in 1990, I would have never known that in 2020, I would be given a message that might save somebody's life. So that's 30 years. You have no idea that that, actually, that event and that, that period of my life actually was a blessing and could be a blessing to somebody else. So they're like, well, you're doing what the Lord has. Why is the Lord not blessing you? Well, the Lord is blessing me. If, if you can save somebody's life, with your testimony, that's a blessing. I don't care. There, there's no greater blessing than the opportunity to to, sh- to save somebody's life. Uh, you know, you know, you bring that up again. You know, going through a, a bad thing uh, in your life. Uh, Rebecca and I, our first, uh, our first um, conception ended in a miscarriage, and uh, miscarriages happen all the time. And I don't want to uh, say that they don't, and that they, if you don't get get through them, it's okay. But uh, but when somebody's going through a miscarriage, particularly the first kid, uh, it can be really stressful. And I, and, uh, it made me much more, um, uh, much more intuitive, much more compassionate, uh, much more empathetic, uh, to somebody who's going through something that's actually sometimes almost normal. Uh, and so sometimes miscarriages get kind of brushed off that way that they were really normal. And I had to see my wife go through the pain and I had to go through the pain of that first miscarriage. Uh, and, I, and part of that 
was, like I said, God's got to tighten you up so that you're ready for the next things that he's going to send your way. And did I know at that time he was going to send me, you know, hundreds of people who are going to go through the same thing that I went through uh, when I was going through it at that time. So sometimes God's trying to prepare us. Sometimes um, God's trying to prepare us. We don't recognize that God is preparing us or that God had prepared us. And that's where you got to be open. You have to have your mind open. You have to be listening uh, so that you actually see your blessings as they come. And the blessings, may, it may not be for you. Your blessing, the blessings may be for somebody else. And and I'm and when you brought that up about the the you know your the first time they had the miscarriage and the blessing that has come since then is basically tenfold. It's a tenfold blessing with kids. One, the greater appreciation for the children that you were able to have, but also that greater appreciation for helping children that who would not otherwise have families. And some of the audience may not, not may not know that part if they hear that you went through the struggle of a miscarriage and you were able to, to be compassionate for hundreds of, of families, mothers, fathers uh, that have are having a miscarriage. But spend just a little bit of time about the blessings that God has given you in the tenfold uh, that you did receive, well, the tenfold e- is easy. It's the it's the uh, six biological and the four adopted, uh, and they've been always the, all of them have been a blessing. And now we're down to getting ready to have eleven grandchildren, so it just keeps right on. Keep the blessings keep right on flowing. Got to spend time with my son and his son fishing this last weekend. Those are blessings that you just can't you can't you can't wait those. Uh, was cooking ribs with another one of my son today. Another one of my sons showed up. I ain't seen him in a couple months. He went in right as you starting your message today. So, I mean, these blessings just keep, keep coming and coming when it comes to, uh, to family and our kids and all that sort of stuff. I mean, all the things that I've been able to witness and see with my kids as they grow up and, and sometimes they struggle and sometimes you get frustrated with them, but then they, there's always the, the blessings that come after that. And so, so yeah, it's it's been uh, uh, oh, oh, I would say more than tenfold. I mean, I'd say each kid gave me ten, so I'd say a hundredfold. I have a hundredfold blessings. And Olivia, of course, Olivia number ten. I mean, she's been just a blessing. And when we adopted her, it was amazing the number of doors that opened and the people that 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 recognized uh, that. And the gift that she gave us is nothing. Is is, is what 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 we've done is nothing in comparison to the gift that she's given us. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I would say a hundredfold, at least a hundredfold. And then, and then what you want to look at is, uh, the branches that came off of that. So if you, if and I can witness, I witness personally, um, for the audience, uh, Dr. Zachary's second oldest daughter is an attorney and she is, now joining the firm and going to be a partner of our law firm. And she is fierce in her representation of people. So if you look at the thousands of people that she's going to represent and have the fierceness and the dedication and the focus, and you and you add that to it and you add uh, the other son who uh, helps people who help people and 
the other child that went and served the country and how many people are, are free today <laughs> because of her. And then you look at the uh, one that works in the hospitality industry and how many people were brought joy and how many celebrations that he participated in. And we can continue to go on. And the other daughter that, that helps uh, keep the environment uh, safe and and she's done that. Now she's helping families uh, herself. And we just continue to go on and on that if you look at the blessings from the eyes of God and not the blessings from the eyes of humanity, then you can see, wow, this is an incredible blessing that we have. And I see it. I get to, to witness part of your blessings every day. Of course, you know, we, we got to argue with each other because that's just what family does. But, <laughs> but I get to see that blessing every day. So, you know, the other, the, the, your, your message about love. Um, so in, in the church, in the marriage and Eve. So um, as we were talking yesterday, you know, what, what is the, what's the love God's looking for? God's looking for the unconditional love, the love that a mother has, a love that, that no matter what happens, no matter uh, how bad the circumstances are, no matter what, that mother still loves that child. You know, and and if we are if we are Eve uh, and we should have that sort of love for our neighbor, it's an unconditional love uh, that, that, you know, we're looking out for their well-being. We're we're willing to sacrifice for them uh, no matter how low they may go or whatever. We still love them. We don't support them when they're doing things like that. But we're but we, we are reaching down to try to get them out of the. Uh, out of the place that they're in, uh, and um, and that's where the blessings happen. Uh, too too often in our society, when somebody's down, we just we just go on throw dirt on them and call it a day, instead of reaching down and trying to get them out of the of the of the uh, of the environment or the hole that they're in. Uh, particularly during this uh, political year, a lot of it is is focused on you know how we can bring other people down instead of how we can lift other people up uh, and bring people closer and closer to God and, and bring that uh, that kingdom, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done, that kingdom come here on earth uh, and, and try to build up his kingdom by that unconditional love that we should all have since we are the bride uh, of Christ. That's, there we go. And we should also have it, have our, our arms always wide open. I was, when you were talking about the bride of Christ and you're talking about the motherly unconditional love, it reminded me of the father of the prodigal son and how in that situation, if if somebody's listening to it, uh, if you've never heard the story of the prodigal son, a a young man, uh, he was the second youngest, he was the second son. So in that time as the second son, he was, he was not entitled to receive the inheritance of his father, the portion of the inheritance went to the oldest son first, and then if anything was left to the younger son, he'd receive it. But the younger son said, I want my inheritance now. And when you say that, you you only can get an inheritance if your parent's dead. So he basically said, Dad, you're dead. I want my money. And it's really sad that somebody would get to a situation where they thought money was more important than love or faithfulness or labor 
because the older son continued to labor for his dad. But the older son then was not laboring out of love. He was laboring out of obligation, and he was probably laboring so that he was keeping his own self-interest together. So then when the younger son comes back, and after he squandered all he had, was broke, couldn't even he couldn't even eat what the worst animal of the time was eating, had to, had to sleep with him. And he said, wait, if I can be a servant at my dad's house, and, and he treats the servants better than, than they are treated here, and went back, and his dad put a, a, a family robe on him and had a celebration. And so we need to really look at that type of love um, or the 70 times 7 love. How many times are you supposed to forgive somebody? The Bible is such a great wealth of knowledge, wisdom, and instruction on how to interact with somebody. You you still can be strong. You still can be separated from somebody. You, you can say, hey, you're, if you're committing crimes, oh, I love you. I'm going to go rob a bank with you. No, that's not the type of love that God's talking about. But the love that God's talking about is... The person after they get caught and are in prison, you go visit them. That's a different type of love. Or you can you can pray for them and say, "Hey, you're robbing a bank. Do you need money? I need to, I can give you some money." So there's certain there's different ways that you got to be wise with your uh, money, wise with what God has given you. A story that happened on on Friday, Thursday, Thursday, I was filling my tank up. And a guy came to me, saw me in my shirt and tie. He's like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, you have a shirt and tie. You're going to work. He's like, I wish I could go to work, but I haven't been able to get any work. And and now I just got to get out here and I have to go try to find a uh, try to find some money. Do you have some money for me? And I looked at him. I said, I have something better than money. Now, when you tell somebody you got something better than money, they're going to listen up. I said, I have in my door of my car a bottle of water. And that's better than money. Because that water you're going to be able to drink while you walk to this church. And I gave the name of the church and where it was. And I said, tell them when you get there that Reverend Zachary sent you and you want to join the church. And he said, yeah, I heard that church gives a lot. Maybe I should go there. I didn't tell you to go there and get something. I told you to go there and join the church. There's a significant difference about getting a handout and being part and, and joining the body of Christ. So because if you are a member of the body of Christ, you should not be having to beg because the love in the body of Christ should be flowing down. I told the pastor when I went to go record uh, the personal pandemic. I said I, sh- I was in the in the in the uh, gas line, and there was all sorts of other people pumping the gas. I said, man, that that sermon was starting to sound so good. I should have passed the plate around and see if I could have got a collection <laughs> right, right right there. As people people stopped and they started looking at me, and it's like, yeah, you need to, your the reason why you're out begging is because you've lost your focus on God. And so, but at the same time, we need to share love. Um, And I've told people that have asked me for money, I said, go to the church 
and tell them I sent you and tell them whatever they give you to call me so I can replace it so they can give it to somebody else. Now, sadly, I've never gotten a call. Well, I shouldn't say sadly. I've never gotten a call from a church. But I don't know if the reason why I didn't get a call from the church is because either the person never showed up or the church said, we're not going to call somebody because that's our love. You know, I always tell people, they're like, oh, let me pay you back. No, you're just trying to slurp up my blessings. You're trying to block, <laughs> you're trying to block my blessings. Don't block my <laughs> blessings. <laughs> just keep it. Keep it now. <laughs> uh, that's right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, because of whatever I give you, I know it's coming back at least tenfold. So don't, don't be, <laughs> and then, and, and I was with an, uh, another guy, I, another guy, and I was paying for something. He's like, no, let me give you half. No, you're blocking my blessing. So the next time he paid, he's like, I'm, I need to get the blessing because I see the blessings you got. Like, we should, <laughs> so, so we should be fighting. We should be fighting to get how much we can give to each other to make sure that we can receive. Now, you might say that that's selfish and, and covetedness, trying to, you're trying to get everybody else's blessing. Mm-hmm. Well, let it flow down. Because if it flows down, like I said, my storehouse is so full, I got to give some away. So we're coming. We're coming to the end, Doc. Uh, give me your closing on uh, the never-ending debt of love in these present times. Well, my closing thing on that would be, you know, um, it's it's quite simple. Yeah, love your neighbor. Uh, love your neighbor f- fulfills all the commandments. Uh, and then the love needs to be an unconditional love. Uh, and if you do that, uh, you'll have blessings on top of blessings. We already have plenty of blessings. God's already blessed us and God will continue to bless us. But we will get we will have a storehouse full of blessings that are overflowing. And if we the failure to do that is we're going to bankrupt our our blessings because we're going to take, take, take. And we need to give, give, give. Uh, And uh, and then also just to remember that 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 is God's blessing, God's blessings may we may not understand them uh we may not see them today and god may be flowing his blessings onto someone else and we don't want to be a covetous person we should be pleased that somebody else is getting blessed that should just make us happier and so um great message you gave today uh hope everybody has a chance to listen to it um and we'll talk to you later all right thanks a lot and thank everybody that Listen in. Make sure that you, if you like it, share it with other people. Message of hope out there. Uh, the message of love out there, especially during this contentious time. We, I'm, I'm going to try to ask everybody, just lift each other up uh, because there are people struggling. Uh, we don't know what they're going through. But the more that we can share God's love, the, the better we're going to be able to, as a people, get through this pandemic and come closer together as people of God. So thank you for tuning into this podcast and look forward to to having you join us next week. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert, the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to the message2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.